And we are back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid conservative, just plain right. Hey, by the way, this show covers down on the ground across the great state of Alabama. We are syndicated across all of North Alabama. I'm talking about way down south of Birmingham, up north of Huntsville, Tuscaloosa, back over to Gadsden, parts of Georgia, Tennessee, and Mississippi thrown in just for good measure. I said it slower that time, Boomer. <laughs> I, that was good. I just I had to had to even wave my hands in the air though, just to make sure I knew which my my compass points were <laughs> going, going that be. way, that way, up and down, up and we're there good now, and down and there and back over and there. Yes, a lot of ground, lots um, of ground. Honored by it. That just means that we got more people to talk to. And um, hey, listen, I will tell you too, we do not take for granted the level of audience participation we have in this show. I mean, I mean, the text lines have blown up today. I can't even keep track. Um, and I'm, so if we don't get all your comments, I apologize. But then at the same time, we got people that call in. We've got guests that call in. We've got, we've got you know, the, the, the podcast is hugely downloaded right now. Huge, hugely download, like 110,000 plus downloads. And um, you know, watching the live stream on video, I mean, it's crazy. Absolutely. I, I think because, uh, because of the incredible audience this year, I think we're going to hit over 200 easy. Of to what? Uh, say it again. I yep. think we're going to hit over like the 110. Yeah. I think we're going to hit 200 this year. By when? Are we doing push-ups and donuts? Oh again? man, I don't know about the push-ups and donuts. I'm just saying <laughs> our awesome audience—they're just—I mean, it just blows my mind. So, well, I agree. And and we, I mean, it could be sooner than I even predict because do, they're just awesome. We do not take that for granted. Too. Absolutely. Uh, hey, so when? When was that that we did the push-ups and donuts? So if you're, by the way, if you're a new listener, Boomer and I had a running bet about when we were going to hit 100,000 downloads, which we're at 110 now, and and we tried to nail the date down, and and whoever uh, whoever won got to sit there and eat donuts while the other person did push-ups live on the air. You know, it, it uh, was at the beginning of December. That's when it was because it was right after that. Okay, so we're right at frame. five weeks. We've hit 10,000 more. Mm-hmm. If we keep that track, and by the way, we're seeing more per day. More and more per day. That's what I'm saying. What's going to happen, Boomer? (laughs) What's going to happen? Man, I I, I don't know. All right, so let's let's do this. Um, If we're getting 10,000 every five weeks or so, let's say that's 8,000 a month. How about that? Okay. 8,000 a month. We need to get another uh, 90,000 to hit 200,000. So we're looking at... Somewhere in the neighborhood. Oh, it's going to be close, man. That'd be, but see, they 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 grow exponentially, though. They do. Okay. They do. I. Okay. So I mean, I this, think I think we, we will hit it this year. I, this could be a thing. It could be. Hey, I tell you what. Uh, that. Can we stop talking about this? No, I know. Sorry. That, that, was a, that was a total <laughs> rabbit trail. You and I are just sitting here spitballing. And just, everybody's like, "What's he talking about?" Like, I don't know. We're just talking to each other. Hey, here. if you like, uh, if you like podcasting, if you hear a part of the show you do like, if you if you want to catch it and replay it, if you want to send a clip to a friend, if you heard an interview that you want to grab hold of and 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 re-listen to it and get the details. All that's available on our podcast. You can get the whole show or segments of the show. You can get one dipper by itself or one interview. Um, so, yeah, the podcasts are up every day after the show. Boomer takes it, breaks it down, puts it out on all the major formats for podcasting. It's out there on Apple. It's on Google. It's on Podbean. It's on all of them. You can access it real quickly on our website, which is rightsideradio.org, where all our other stuff is. But, yeah, check it out. Uh, tell a friend. Uh, download some podcasts. Listen to it while you drive. Send it to somebody. We'd appreciate it very much. Um, and I got to tell you before I go any further, too. So my friends at Riley and Jackson Law Firm, I, I've been working with them for a period of time on different cases. I've worked with them on issues. 
Uh, they're one of those law firms that, in my opinion, is, you know, they're not just right on the law. They're right on the politics, too, if you know what I'm saying. These are folks that I do not mind uh, being associated with. Riley & Jackson is a law firm based out of Birmingham, but they work statewide. They've been working on s- some major issues that apparently they signed up a number of our listeners uh, as clients. But they, they literally are working on that Camp Lejeune water contamination, which you don't have to have been a service member. You might have been a dependent or a, or, or a, a civilian contractor working out at Camp Lejeune anywhere between 1953 and 1987. Um, they can help you because there's like 19 different illnesses attributed to that mess. But then the other thing they're working on is firefighting foam. If you were a firefighter or in the military using firefighting foam, there's a carcinogenic version of firefighting foam that you may have been exposed to and you may be eligible for a claim. But they do more than that. I mean, if you just feel like you've been aggrieved in some way, you suffered an injury, whatever, they've got decades of experience at making people whole who have suffered because of the negligence of others, and that's, that's, that's their gig. That's what they do, and they're good at it. So Riley and Jackson, here's their number. I'm going to give it to you, 205-879-5000. That's Riley and Jackson, 205-879-5000. Give them a call. They won't charge you for the call. They won't even get paid unless you get paid. 205-879-5000. And and do me a favor. Tell them you heard about it on Right Side Radio. All right, I got to do that thing, Boomer. You going to time it? You ready? You ready? Tell me when. (gasps) No representation made the quality of legal service before. It's great quality of service before the lawyers. Did that sound like English? The end part, not so much. But the beginning part, yeah, you sounded good. <laughs> <laughs> How much time? I had 2.8. 2.8. Dadgummit. Dag- All right. <laughs> anyway, uh, Jimmy from Moulton says we're going to hit 200,000 by June 2003, 2023. Yeah, Ooh. We, yeah, I like it, Jimmy. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, uh, where are we at? Uh, I got tons of texts here. Uh, Randall from Newmarket. Texting me initials. <laughs> He's talking about Kamala Harris. He says, VP is reading on the uh, kindergarten level. Cat see dog. Dog see cat. Cat chase dog. See cat run. That's, that's about the way it sounded. Yep. Um, Glenn from Bluntsville. Uh, you heard anything about the burn pits? Uh, I've not heard the latest, although I did hear that burn pit legislation has been passed. Um, and uh, Glenn, and I don't know any more than that right now, but... Uh, I'll look into it at some point soon. Um, Jimmy from Moulton, like I says, 200000 by June. Jimmy. Jimmy, if you're the man, then you're getting donuts. Um, Gary from Moulton, did I say that already? Yeah, Gary from Moulton says the doctors can't prescribe pain meds. Well, yeah, you're right. They're limited right now. The opioid crisis has limited some doctors, turning them, into, turning them away from being pill mills. Uh, so they're, 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 what I'm talking about is the law. There's nothing in the law. Uh, is my point about doctors a moment ago that says they can't prescribe ivermectin. There's nothing in the law that says that they can't. So if the law says you can't prescribe something, then don't do it. If the law says there's a, you're not qualified to do a certain procedure, don't do it. But if within the bounds of the law you are fully qualified to treat your patients, they just don't like the narrative, that's different. So, yeah, uh, to your point, uh, Gary from Moulton, is not about what the law says it's about what the narrative is, and that's what California is getting wrong. How dare you speak ill of a thing that we do or don't like? Off with your heads. Uh, Bert from Owens Crossroads says, could the COVID vaccine be a way to further weaken our military? The F, uh, and, and I don't know, man. I, it's, I, I wonder. 
Uh, Chris from Alabama, and I won't say where he works, but Chris from Alabama says, I'm a contractor with blank, and I still cannot travel for blank since I'm not vaccinated. Even after the recent letter removing the mandate from the military, there's still no end in sight for this, quote, rule. All right, I was not familiar with that. Uh, Chris, if you don't mind, from Alabama, uh, text me a tad more about your status, um, and I need to look that up and, and, and check on some things. Uh, Daryl from Huntsville likes my use of the word jackassery. <laughs> uh, Steve from Owens Crossroads says, there's also a story about Kennedy and Nixon playing a high-stakes card game while Kennedy recuperated. I have not verified that one. I would like to, if you find that, Steve, send it in. I want to see it. Uh, Priscilla from Hartzell says, with regards to the military paying back their bonus, they should have to pay back bonuses, et cetera, to everyone wrongfully terminated. Oh, she, okay. She's saying that the government should have to pay them their bonuses to everyone wrongfully terminated of the vaccine mandate. Can't wait till we can uh, move. And she's talking about some other things about uh, ULA and the vaccines and stuff like that. I won't get into it uh, because it's got some stuff in there about her husband that I don't want to disclose over the air. So anyway, all said and done, folks, text lines are full. You want to jump in on it? I'll take it. The number here, 833-687-4448. That's 833-68-RIGHT. I'm jumping into number two of the Triple Dipper. I guess if I could stop just, you know, rambling about stuff. <laughs> Boomer's laughing at me. <laughs> Coming up top of the hour, by the way, State Senator Tom Butler will be calling in talking about the rocket. Uh, save the rocket. But right now, number two of the Triple Dipper is the paper chase. Okay, story just broke. Right before the show, I was actually talking to the lovely Charlene. And she says, have you seen about Pence? See, my wife, by the way, is one of my greatest resources in a variety of ways. But she's also more politically astute than I am half the time. I'm busy doing lawyer stuff. She goes, have you seen this about Pence? No, what? Okay, headline, just breaking a little while ago, Vice President Mike Pence discovers classified documents in his Indiana home. <laughs> really? Vice President Mike Pence informed Congress on Tuesday that he discovered documents bearing classified markings in his home on January 16th. That would be, what, early last week? Following the revelations that classified documents for President Biden's tenure as VP were found at the Penn Biden Center, the Vice President Pence's team searched his Indiana home, and, and apparently he said something to the effect of he had things that were boxed up for him that he's never even opened since he left office that are still sitting in storage at his house. And when they went through them, they found some of classified markings. It does not mean they were classified. He said they had markings. They were immediately put into a, shell, a safe, and he called the archives and, and reported it, and they sent FBI over to pick it up. No other documents. It says, it says other documents that were not identified as classified were turned over to the archives just to make sure the archives had everything he had. No classified documents were also found. No classified documents were found at Pence's Advancing American Freedom Office. So unlike the Penn Biden Center where there was stuff laying around a closet, Pence didn't have anything at his office, but he did have some stuff in a box at the house. Um, why are we hearing this? What, what's going on? What's this about? Nothing happens at that high level without a reason. Now, part of the reason might be, and I do believe this to be true, I have heard from people who know him personally that Mike Pence is an extremely honorable man. He's a man of great faith, and, I, and I, so I, I, I'm not questioning his integrity. But could it also be, though, this is an opportunity to keep Biden in play? Right now, as the Democrats appear to be bum-rushing him 
and, and giving him every reason not to declare his candidacy for another run at the White House, could it possibly be that a Republican who is prepared to announce his campaign for the presidency, Mike Pence, may also want to run against Biden as opposed to running against a Gavin Newsom or running against a Pete Buttigieg. Maybe he wants to run against, you know, the, uh, the crippled candidate as opposed to the one who is not crippled. Maybe he wants to run against a guy who's wounded in action right now. So what do you do? You mitigate the other guy's circumstances. Don't let him get run out, man. They need to keep him. We need that doddering old guy. We need him up there trying to make speeches. We need him forgetting who he is. We need him getting lost on stage during the debates. We need him talking about corn pop and, you know, rubbing little girl's hair. We need, we need him doing all these things. That's, that's, that's the candidate we need to oppose. So what do you do? You find a reason to make his circumstances look not so bad. Ah, am I being cynical? Boomer, am I being cynical? Oh, you know. It is. It is what it is. We need to. We need it. I hate that phrase. We by need the way. it. I hate that phrase. Don't ever say it is what it is anymore on this oh, show. Oh, okay. Ever. Sorry. It is. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Take me to a break. I'm going to come right back. There's a few more things to talk about about White House documents. You're going to want to hear. So, by the way, what's Ted Cruz calling for? Mm. And does the law actually say there could be liability? I got it for you. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. back phil williams right side radio solid conservative and just plain right saving the world one soundbite at a time uh by the way uh chris from alabama just texted back in this little clarification he's the guy who was talking about being a federal contractor and still can't travel um and i won't say who he works for or what program he's on because i'm not gonna narrow him down like that but he says he works for a consulting firm that is a contract to any and it's a major program he says, we haven't been able to travel since COVID began, but if you got vaccinated, you could start traveling again. Not sure how long ago, just maybe about as much a year back. He says, I even volunteered to drive, thinking it was only due to flight restrictions, but it's a total ban on the unvaccinated, even though I've had COVID twice and monoclonal antibodies once. Makes no sense. It does make, it makes no sense whatsoever, Chris. Absolutely no sense whatsoever. Um, I, would, I would love to hear the justification or, or an official position paper uh, on why they're still maintaining that ridiculous policy. It does nothing whatsoever to stop transmission. We know that for a fact. Secretary of Defense, who was all on board with the mandate, got it twice while he was vaccinated and boosted. How many times do we hear that ridiculous statement, by the way? Well, it's a good thing that I'm vaccinated and boosted. Why is it a good thing? I mean, it's apparently not working for you. Um, Glenn from Bluntsville heard me say, Boomer, that, uh, you know, I actually do hate the phrase, it is what it is. I hate that phrase. <laughs> Anyway, it is a terrible phrase. It's, if you get down to it. Yeah. But uh, he, he texted in and this is the way I feel about it. He says, my ex-wife. OK, first, but it's ex-wife, first of all. <laughs> so there's already a taint on it. But he says, my ex-wife would say it is what it is. And I didn't like that. I'd say it is what you make it. And mm-hmm. I said, that's, that's, I, there you go. It is what you make it. That's right. Hey, listen, the uh, the the documents hunt, the paper chase. I think what's going to wind up happening is we're going to take a pause in this uh, this dipper and we're going to wind up 
coming back to it after we talk to State Senator Tom Butler at the top of the hour, because we're only five minutes away from that, and I've got a stack of stuff on documents, Boomer. So what do you do when you got a stack of stuff? you got to take a pause, and, only, and then we're going to get to it. And only five minutes to go with it. <laughs> By the way, to update you on where we are right now, if you, if you have not heard the news, I mean, so here's the thing. You first had Trump. They raided Mar-a-Lago about documents he admitted that he had, but he believed he had a right to keep because as president, he's the only one that can declassify. He said they were declassified. They said, no, they're not. And so they were coordinating with him. He locked him in a secure closet in the basement of Mar-a-Lago, which is guarded by the Secret Service, putting a lock on it in the manner in which the archives had asked him to do. Not enough for them. FBI, with a large crew of people, came, raided the facility, went through all of the rooms, not just to that storeroom where they knew the box was, found the box of documents, which, by the way, were boxed and put in place as suggested by the archive, as requested by the archives. And then what did they do? They laid them out on the floor, took a big picture, and that's been on the news everywhere. Let's make sure we embarrass Trump. Well, then what happens? Within 40 days thereabouts, it turns out, oh, look. Documents found at the Penn Biden Center belonging in an office belonging to Joe Biden. Documents that um, apparently stem from his time as vice president, which has no authority to declassify. And then, oh, by the way, they were found in the office that did not come into existence until a year after he left office, meaning they were somewhere else in the interim and had to be brought there. So you wonder where were they before they came to the Penn Biden Center. And then that was withheld from the world. And we weren't told about it, unlike the, you know, live feed video we get from the raid on Mar-a-Lago. We find out about the Biden documents after the midterms had passed. Oh, like 60 days later. And then on top of that, we find out that there's more documents. Where? In a box, in his garage, next to his Corvette. Well, the garage is locked. So freaking what? That doesn't matter. That's a cardboard box in a garage is not a secure facility. So what happens then? Now we find out last Friday there's another search of the whole house, and it turns up more documents. Oh, by the way, Biden was supposed to go to the house that weekend for another of his weekend vacations, but he didn't. What did he do? He went to his beach house, and they haven't searched the beach house yet. So he had the weekend at his beach house to collect his thoughts and search his sock drawers and make sure he didn't have anything mm, that shouldn't be turned over there. And the whole thing gets more mysterious. And you have to look at it and go, wow, is this like a concerted effort to take Biden down? But then you also look at it and go, okay, what the heck? Because today, I told you a minute ago, Vice President Mike Pence has announced to the world, hey, uh, you know, funny thing, when I heard all this, I thought, reckon what's in those boxes I've got? When I was vice president, he went and searched the boxes, allegedly find some classified documents. There are people that have lost their careers. General Petraeus went to, went, didn't he go through prosecution for this? I mean, come on. And yet, it's just turning into this whole big confab, is if you work in the executive branch, you can just walk around with documents wherever you want to go. All right, we're going to switch gears, come right back with State Senator Tom Butler talking about saving the rocket up there at I-65. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back.
Lights 